Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to RWV Live. I'm Chesley, and I'm here with Pastor Mary Jean Pigeon, and we're so glad that you have joined us. What an awesome opportunity to just uh, build your faith up in the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, and so this is just an awesome time to, mm -hmm. to grow in our faith. Uh, share this with some friends, like it on Facebook, subscribe to the channel, do all the things <laughs> to spread the gospel because it's a blessing. Uh, we are still in the book of Judges and it's been a really fun journey. We're learning some things and God's revealing some things to us. And we've been talking about how uh, the people of Israel in Judges chapter 4, the people of Israel had done evil in the sight of God and their enemy was um, had 900 chariots ready to defeat them, but they cried out to God. And Pastor Mary Jean and I were just talking this morning how God had already prepared a way for them, had stored up and made ready, and he was just waiting for them to cry out to him. So just remember that when you're in a situation, God is just waiting for you to cry out. He already had Deborah ready on standby to do her mission and Barak with the call on his life to uh, lead the armies of Israel. And so we just are excited that you're here. We're going to dive a little bit more in and see what God has to show us. Amen. 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 That was great, Jesse. <laughs> and to, to just see that um, God's answer, we're going to see as we get into the uh, lesson today, that when there, when leadership is weak, mm -hmm. it's just like it's wicked. Mm -hmm. And weakness and wickedness kind of blend. Because if you if you have weak leadership, it's going to let the wickedness in. Mm -hmm. uh, or you don't have to be wicked on your own. You right. just be weak, and wickedness will show up, won't yeah. it? And so and God's answer to that uh, it, it was Deborah said, "Till I arose, I arose a mother in Israel." So we're going to talk about that today too, and look at the 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 purpose, position, and power of the woman actually in the midst of a battle and how important that is. Amen. But one thing we want to do is uh, in, in the very beginning of chapter five, we are making it to chapter five today. <laughs> and I'm going to start there, Chesley, because I don't want to get I don't want to get off on something else. Everything I see, I want to teach a sermon on. So I'm going to get you to go ahead and and read. She's reading out of the New Living, mm -hmm. the New Living Bible. But uh, just read chapter Judges five, one through seven. One through seven. Mm -hmm. It says, On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, Abinoam, <laughs> sang this song. Israel's leaders took charge, and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings. Pay attention, you mighty rulers, for I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you set us, when you set out from Seir and marched across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. The mountains quaked in the presence of the Lord, <clears throat> the God of Mount Sinai, in the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse six. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anoth, uh, and in the days of Jael, people avoided the main roads. And travelers stayed on the winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. Amen. Well, one, one thing that I want to start with is in chapter five, you know, we've been through that horrendous battle mm -hmm. and God caused a tremendous rainstorm and the nine chariots, the, the strength of their enemy got stuck in the mud, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, so they win their war and Sisrea is... 
but put to death by Jael. Right. And, and um, so they win the battle. And so the first thing they do after winning the battle is they sing a song about the battle mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that quickened me because uh, when uh, they came, when the Israelites came through the Red Sea, the first thing Miriam and Moses did was mm-hmm. sing to the Lord Amen. about the horse and the riders thrown into the sea. In fact, there's a song written about it <laughs> to this day, but... Uh, they they sing their victories mm-hmm. and they sing out and that quickened me and reminded me to Ephesians chapter 5 see we look at this as the hidden principles of the New Testament are hidden in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and the, the principles of the, New Test- the Old Testament are ex- uh, explained in the New Testament mm-hmm. so in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 18 through 20 it says be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that struck me. I thought, look at that. They even knew back then, you know, when you walk close to God and seek his face, mm-hmm. you know things by the spirit. Right. And they knew back then to refresh themselves after the battle. Mm-hmm. And that's what it says. And it, it you move fast forward to the New Testament. The New Testament explains to us what was happening. They were filling themselves. It says, "Don't don't be drunk with wine, but where is in excess? But be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves mm-hmm. in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs." Amen. So they were f- refilling their t- spirit tank, yeah. <laughs> actually, by singing the victories. Amen. You know, it's. That just reminds me, Chessie, one day I was standing in faith for someone in my family mm-hmm. and they were really needing deliverance and healing and, and all of that. And I remember I was upstairs making up my kids' beds and this, I was playing music, kind of dancing around while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I started singing to the Lord in behalf of this person yeah, and dancing before the Lord in behalf of this person. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that I was just singing out the victory in their life. It hadn't happened yet, but I was singing it out, and that's that's a good thing to do. And years later, after the person got saved and filled with the Spirit and everything, Mm -hmm. this person that was singing that song came on the radio, and and this person that I had been standing in the gap for had to pull the car off. They came on the radio singing a song about the love of God, mm-hmm. but they had to pull off the road because they were weeping so hard. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that the very person I was dancing to right, right. was the one that sang the song about the love of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so things happen in the spirit. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. things happen in the spirit, but singing before the Lord, singing out your victories. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Miriam and Moses did it. Uh, Deborah and Barak did it. And they filled themselves. They refueled their tank. If you've been through a heavy battle, which we all have yeah. in the freeze here in the snow at Houston in, te- in Texas where we are, uh, if, you, if you've been through a strong battle, it's time to sing before the Lord. And really, it's a time of thanksgiving and praise and yeah. song. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They were refueling their tanks. Amen. And I thought that was neat. And then it says in the days of... Um, well, she she goes ahead and talks about that. And it talks about further on in chapter 5, uh, in verse 20 and 21, she's saying that they fought from heaven. The stars in their paths fought against Sisera 
the river of Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river of Kishon, O my soul, and thou hast trodden down strength. And basically what happened was the heavens opened Mm -hmm. and God moved the heavens and they opened and poured down such rain that it created the Kishon, the river Kishon to overflow. Mm -hmm. And that's what created the mud pile that the tanks sank in. Which was just another aspect of God having already prepared, prepared for yeah. their victory and all they had to do was cry out and he had well, you know what makes line. me think of is just like um he had it all stored up and made ready mm-hmm. when man does when we do our part mm-hmm. he and then he adds his part there's the victory yeah he, he's not gonna do it all on its own because mm-hmm. we have a part to play yeah and we we're not gonna do it all on our own because he has a part to play mm-hmm. i always like to say it this way we we got to know when to hold them and when to fold them <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. If you're a poker player, you know what that means. But I'm not a poker player, but still, it's a good term. We need to know when to hold them. I used to put it this way because I played tennis many, many, many years ago. And um, when when the ball was in my court and when the ball was in his court, mm-hmm. Lord, is it? are you waiting on me to hit the ball back to you or am I waiting on you yeah. to hit the ball to me? That's good. And we need to know whose turn it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're waiting on God and he's waiting on us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know it. And that's a good question to ask him. If you've yeah, been waiting good. for a good while about something, just say, Lord, whose who's play is it? Is it my play or your play? Mm-hmm. And ask him. So anyway, she's singing here in Judges chapter 5 about all the things that he had done and about how the heavens opened and the mountains melted from. Uh, it says, uh, what does it say in here? flowed the mountains flowed so the the i guess the the snow from the mountains flowed down and melted Mm -hmm. and uh, then in the days of shamgar the sons of anath in the days of jael the highways and here we have a slide for this the highways were unoccupied how did how did the new living put it people Um, in verse six People avoided the main roads, and travelers stayed on the winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel. So the highways were um, unoccupied, and the travelers, travelers are those who walked the paths, walked through the byways or the crooked ways, the twisted ways. The thing was, there's a highway that everybody, you would like to take the, the, you know, I-10 all the way from Florida to California, but but the highway was high, but people had to go off the highway and down around and climb lower mountains and twisted ways. They had to go all around these because there was no law and order. Mm. Can we identify with that in today's <laughs> world? Yeah. There was no law and order, and robbers would attack you and take your things and kill you and and that's what was happening in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways. It was a dangerous time. There was no law and order. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then it says, the inha- and this is why, the inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I rose a mother in Israel. Now, um You'll see it on the slide. The inhabitants of of the inhabitants of is in italics, and that means that the interpreters put that in there because that's the way they understood it to mean. Mm-hmm. That's what they understood it to mean. So the you could take out the inhabitants of 
and just say the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel. Well, villages literally means chieftain, magistrate, leader, or warrior. And then villages. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'd just like to look at that and say the magistrates, the leaders, the chieftains, the warriors, good leadership was missing. Yeah. It had ceased. And the word ceased literally it means lacking or to be flabby or idle. I think we have some of that today. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Pause and think about that. Uh, so weak leadership leaves um, leads to wickedness. And it, you could just say someone's weak. They, they're not intentionally wicked. Mm-hmm. But if we don't stand up for what's right. Right wickedness will come in and rule that's true Mm -hmm. and so it's important that we in fact uh not too long back we were in the in the prayer room on sunday morning we started praying for the people in our government that are doing what's right Mm -hmm. you know we get caught up in those that are doing what's wrong Mm -hmm. but we started praying that god would strengthen those that were walking out righteousness those that are seeking righteousness uh, we come against the Antichrist mindset so much that we forget that there are some good people there, yeah. statesmen that are fighting the best fight of faith that they can, mm-hmm. and they need some uh, power behind them. Mm-hmm. And so when so you're praying about the government in the United States of America, pray for those that are doing what's right to be strengthened mm-hmm. and given more wisdom and grace to handle their jobs. Amen. Because um, so the villages ceased, the leadership and the warriors were flabby and lacking and weak. And it said, until I, Deborah, remember Deborah's name, what it means? It means to, to, to speak properly and to put things in, in right order. Mm-hmm. And, the, and your words are in right order. Mm-hmm. So she knew the right things to say, right? Yeah. She knew the right things to say. And she arose. And this word, this is interesting, arose. It means to abide or accomplish to confirm, she arose to confirm, to help, to lift up, and to stir up. She arose to stir up. And we're told in, in Isaiah, uh, arise, shine, for your light has come. Talking to the body of Christ. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when it says she arose, it's the same word there. Arise, shine. Yeah. But you know another place where it is, Chesley? Mm-hmm. It's in Exodus 33, I was going to say 18, but I think it's further down than that, uh, where God says to Moses, um, uh, there's a place by me. Mm -hmm. He's talking about there's a place by me here. That word place is the same word for arise. It comes from it. And what it's telling me is that for me to be in a proper place of protection, Mm -hmm. I need to arise. And I'm... I'm thinking right now about when Jesus told his disciples, mm-hmm. he said, pray that you enter not into temptation. Mm-hmm. So when we are, when we when we're praying, when we're arising to do what's right, yeah. when we're seeking after what's right, that's a safe place for us to be. Yes, amen. If we're in our place, in, in our proper place, and we'll see in a little bit about how the woman uh, when she f- is fulfilling her maternal duties mm-hmm. the the image of god in her that that she carries mm-hmm. that's where she's safe Amen. that's a safe place to be well when you uh uh to, if you want to be in that place he said there's a place by me in the cleft of the rock mm-hmm. well that cleft of the rock 
is the mm-hmm. Jesus is known as the rock. Right. Right. So the a cleft means a split mm-hmm. in the rock. Well, when they pierced through his side, mm-hmm. they split the rock. Right. And so uh, the split in the rock, and he said, there's a place by me in the cleft of the rock. When we repent, we crawl up in that little place, mm-hmm. and, and that's how we arise and shine. We're fulfilling the duties that that place requires. So when I'm fulfilling my feminine maternal duties in the image of God, mm-hmm. that's a safe place for me to be. Yeah. It's it, That's me standing in the place next to God mm-hmm. in a dwelling in the secret place yeah. if you will Amen. That's good. there's a lot of different ways of saying it yeah because he, he talks about it a lot so just look at it the the highways were empty they were unoccupied the byways you had to you had to twist and turn and go through all these different uh, gyrations to get from point A to point Z <laughs> to get on your uh, to get to travel on your journey mm-hmm. and uh, and it's because there was no law and order yeah like there is today there's no mm-hmm. law and order and so the the highway was a dangerous place to be and Deborah uh, talks about that and she says leadership was flabby I like that <laughs> word flabby and lacking <laughs> and idle is another term for it cease leadership cease the warriors cease there were no warriors around to help fight the battles until I it, Deborah arose a mother in Israel yeah. so I hope we see as we go through our slides today that how important the the purpose of the woman is mm-hmm. and the difference that she can make as to what's going on in a lot of different places Amen. so Deborah called herself a mother in Israel and you know one other place it's only in there twice Mm -hmm. Uh, mother in Israel it's also in 2nd Samuel chapter 20 verse 19 and um, the the mother in Israel I think Joab is uh, Joab was after uh, he was after one of David's enemies Mm -hmm. and he chased him into this city and that was a walled city and um, he he was coming against the city with his troops and the, the mother, uh, this lady, calls out and says, "Why are you hassling us? What what can what can I do?" Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm looking for this man. Throw him down, and I'll leave you alone." Mm-hmm. So she goes and has his head cut off. The mother in Israel. This is a mother <laughs> in Israel. She has his head. We won't do that. But she had his head cut off and threw it over the edge. And mm-hmm. so Joab left. And mm-hmm. but she saved her city. Yeah. The mm-hmm. mother in Israel. I don't things. think we realize what we've been spared. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I remember uh, seeing the movie King David years ago, and the, the movie opened up with Samuel. No, yeah, Samuel, mm-hmm. Samuel, the priest. Mm-hmm. The movie opened up with Samuel, and he Saul had not killed. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. This is off cuff, so I, I'm not <laughs> read up on it. Um, the king he was supposed to kill the king and he didn't kill him he saved him because he thought he would be good for israel Mm -hmm. and so the opening scene of the movie samuel comes in because saul didn't kill the king samuel took a sword and cut his head off and his head rolled all the way to the edge of the movie screen and i thought oh my goodness i'm so glad we don't have to do that amen as a part of your priesthood Mm -hmm. in today's world yeah so mothers in israel we do that by the spirit right we don't have to do that in the yeah, natural. We don't have to cut heads off or yeah. sprinkle blood. Or yeah. <laughs> so we need to thank the Lord for yeah, our time thank you, Lord. in the earth. <laughs> so she called herself a mother in Israel. And 
we want to see uh, that she what difference that she made all through chapter four that she sent and called Barak into his calling. She sent for she stretched herself out. What was that doing? A mother in Israel is developing the kingdom, developing the kingdom and the destinies of the people around her. Mm-hmm. I don't think we realize, ladies, just how important our words are, mm-hmm. how important our faithfulness to a situation is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's important. Yes, it is. And the word mother, uh, we have a there in the Jewish uh, word book. It says that the word mother is an E and an M. You can see it on the slide, E-M. That is mother in Hebrew. And Aaron and Moses' name spells that out. Uh, A, the Aaron part and the Moses part. If you put the first letters of their names together in Hebrew, it would spell E-M. Also, that works with Mordecai and Esther, mm-hmm. or Esther and Mordecai, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to work with Elijah and the Messiah mm-hmm. when that that day comes out of Malachi. Mm-hmm. So the point being in the Jewish tradition, uh, the Jewish word book says this, that when God was moving in redemption, mm-hmm. when he removes in his redemptive attitude, he's moving out of the feminine side or the motherhood of his Godhead. Yeah. Now remember, he created man, the human being, in his image. Right. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female created he them. So he is male and female. And we just not heard a lot about the female aspect, the feminine aspects. Right. But when he's moving in his redemption, when he's moving in the... Um, there's there's two different words for loving kindness and compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is more of the mind, having a compassionate mindset about things. The other one is more of the heart or the bowels, if you will, mm. the womb. And and it's that's racham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's being said right, but it's 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 a deeper. Mm. It's it's the difference between the mind and the heart. Yeah. And these aspects, the the mind and the heart play out in a lot of different scriptures like you could have a uh, a willing if you're willing that could either be are, are you have a, do you have a mind to do it or do you have the heart for it mm. you can have a mind to do something not really have the heart for it yeah thinking true. that you need to be doing this mm-hmm. i just have to do this right that's by the law mm-hmm. or you can have a heart for something but not um, one place where those played out was in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, where it says um, Je- uh, uh, Joseph was visited by an angel, and the angel was explaining to him that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Joseph had a mind. He was minded to put her away, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the heart for it. Yeah. He wasn't willing to embarrass her or her family. Yeah. So there's a difference between having a mind to things. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we mentally assent mm-hmm. to believing the scriptures, right? but they're not really in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so when something comes against us, what's really in our heart is mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Well, what we really believe, I think Pastor Jack C. said one recent Sunday, the difference between knowing something and believing it. Like we can know a lot of information, but if we really believe it, that's when we act on it and and really 
because faith without works is dead. So really, if it's really something that we really believe that the Bible says is true, Amen. then we're going to act on it. Amen. And if we know it, that's good. We might just need to keep on, you know, keep feeding that and feeding that until it... It's like they say, if someone cries fire in a crowded theater, Mm -hmm. the ones that get up and move fast are the ones that really believed what what was said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. So the redemptive power, the feminine side, um, that's that's what he's uh, moving out of. And then let me show you this this scripture. I found this just today. (laughs) Proverbs 29, 18. This is the amplified version. Where there is no vision, i.e. no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Perish is naked. Uh, The people are naked. Mm -hmm. They're uncovered. If there's no vision of no redemptive revelation of God. So look, if if he's moving in his feminine side... Mm -hmm. And redemptive when he's moving in redemption, mm-hmm. that that's how he's going to express himself, and it, and we provide the vision for that. Yeah, Do you, know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If 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 we're if this is the side of God that he's going to move in redemption, mm-hmm. then we're providing. When you walk in your feminine abilities in your image of God that he's put in you of himself, mm-hmm. when you walk that out properly. That's producing a redemptive revelation of God. Wow. So <clears throat> I don't I don't think any of us realize just how powerful mm-hmm. an image and the same goes for the male side. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. the man the manhood of God. Right. The manliness of the Lord, mm-hmm. the protection and the provision that mm-hmm. He provides for us. Yeah. That's just as important. We're just talking about our part because we're discovering ourselves here. Mm-hmm. But uh, the man has the same thing, only it's different. It's right. just lived out in a different way. Mm-hmm. I like to say we have equal abil- equal value, different, different job descriptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. So, so, and God made two great lights. This takes me back to the very beginning of time <laughs> in the Genesis one sixteen, <laughs> because this is where I first discovered the the power of the woman god made two great lights the greater light to rule the day the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also he made the greater light and the lesser light the less the greater light being the sun if you look into the heavens the sun is the greater light mm-hmm. the lesser light is to rule the night would be the moon and that means that there's a dominion in that and we liken that if you read purpose position and power and woman imagined mm-hmm. you'll see that that the the moon is a picture of the role of the woman in the heavens mm-hmm. and the sun is a picture of the man's role in the heavens mm-hmm. and it explains all that in there so we don't have time to to go that deep but to know that our part we have our dominion our anointing as female made in the image of god mm-hmm. we have a dominion we have that's our governing is in the in in the area that you can't it's not real clear yeah it's obscure. Mm-hmm. You're not real sure, you know. <laughs> and it, the world system would call it woman's intuition. Mm-hmm. But it's an anointing from God on the female aspect, the helpership role, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then we look at the influence of the woman. 
because that that's see well actually when you look at the moon and the sun in the in the in the sky in the heavens Psalm 1 uh, Psalm 19 1 talks about the heavens are declaring the glory yeah. of the Lord and then 1 Corinthians 11 tells us that the the man is the glory of God the woman is the glory of the man mm-hmm. and the moon reflects the light of the sun mm-hmm. so that's all of that's declaring <laughs> the heavens are declaring God's yeah. power and his majesty mm-hmm. and we're a part of all of that yeah. we're his creation amen isn't that great yes it is so in the influence of the woman uh, the moon influences the tides of the earth and it causes them to go in and come out and it aerates the uh, underneath the, the waters and causes uh, the, uh, oxygen in the atmosphere. It mm-hmm. causes us, that's why we can breathe on earth. If the, if the moon were to lose its orbit, mm-hmm. we'd suffocate, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so we don't want to lose our orbit, ladies. No, no. We want to, st- we want to be in the flow and we are all, very much in the world system out of orbit yeah today's world that's true and um anyway the influence of the woman influence is a power affecting a person thing or course of events especially one that operates without any direct or apparent effort so your influence you can be uh, actually i have found that when you understand your anointing when you understand the power of your influence that you will um, uh, be more, it's better to know what you're doing and do it on purpose than to just stumble into it and accidentally do it. Mm-hmm. So, so many times we have an influence, but we're not aware of it. So it just sort of accidentally, it accidentally happens. Mm-hmm. But if you understand your influence and you use it on purpose Mm -hmm. by the leadership of the Holy Spirit it's much more effective Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there's power if if you don't understand it but it's much more powerful if you do and you Mm -hmm. use it you you go with it on purpose Mm -hmm. and so the power capacity to produce a desired result effectiveness or potency that's what influence is but it doesn't it can be it can operate without any direct or apparent effort that's the thing there's an influence in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. but you're not aware it's happening to you. And it's yeah. very deceptive and can be very corruptive mm-hmm. if it's you're not aware mm-hmm. of what's being. If you don't know the scriptures and what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you can be influenced into doing the wrong things easily. Yeah. And the woman has the power to get you there because mm-hmm. of our words, mm-hmm. our many words and words. Well, actually, the word witchcraft means using words to move things around. Mm-hmm. If you look it up in the dictionary. Yeah. So when we have more words, using words to move things around. And then in First uh, Peter, these are just scriptures that I thought about in calling forth the mothers in Israel and the power of influence that women have. Yeah. Uh, that we be aware of that. Because we can, you know, you, your influence can be very negative and you're not even aware mm-hmm. that you're being you're not aware how much damage you're doing with your words mm-hmm. sometimes, are we? Yeah. <laughs> and we're all guilty. <laughs> Likewise, wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. This is First Peter 3, 1 and 2. That if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation or the behavior of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation or behavior coupled with fear. So wives there can be in the Greek women 
our wives. Mm -hmm. But um, you don't have to be in subjection to just every man. You are subjected to the man that you decided to make a covenant with. And you, because of that covenant, you said, I will submit myself to you. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, and I will listen to your heart. And, and get the wisdom of God from you. Mm-hmm. And and you said to him, I will allow you to lead me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we knew that when we were at the altar, but <laughs> that's what we learned. If we're going to be if we're going to walk out the power of God in the earth, mm-hmm. these are some principles that we need to know. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I am an older woman teaching the younger women now. So. <laughs> I wish I had known this when I was your age. Yeah. Well, I was probably getting to know it when I was your age. But, I mean, when I first got married, that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we put it in the book. Yes. So uh, now, uh, so you don't have to submit to just any man. You submit to the man that you made a choice uh, to, you, you chose to enter covenant with. And he's willing to listen to your heart and you're willing to allow him Ladies, we allow them to lead us. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, we, let's back up. We, what are we, how do we get here? We're, Deborah said, until I arose, leadership was weak, the highways were dangerous, and leadership was flabby and idle. Until I arose, I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that the answer to weak leadership, hello, the answer to weak leadership is a woman fulfilling her role yeah. as, as a rising and shine, or not just the female gender, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that fills Amen. that role in the, in, in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So the church is to arise and shine for our light has come and the glory of the Lord's risen upon us. Amen. And so, um, this is another scripture that, um, oh, well, let me go back to first Peter. I wanted to make mention of this. If they obey not the word, they may be one without a word by the conversation or the behavior of the women while they observe your chaste behavior. Ladies, men see, we provide vision mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. in how we live our life and how we act it out. I remember a young man saying that he fell in love with his wife from across the Right way in the church as he watched her worship God. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that influenced him. That mm-hmm. image went off in his heart and awakened him spiritually and drew him to her. Yeah. <laughs> if you're waiting to get married, it can draw him to you. Yeah. But the, what do you have to offer him? Are you preparing yourself spiritually right. to be a helpmeet to mm-hmm. this man? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're believing God for a husband, why are you believing God for a husband? Mm-hmm. Are you wanting to be a ministry in his life or are you wanting him to just minister to you yeah. and take care of you? Meet all your needs. Yeah, meet all yeah. your needs. Trust me, <laughs> if we have this thing in our head as women that, um, oh, we're way late. <laughs> you should have told me. I'm, I'm really into this, ladies. And I'm, it's good. It's but good. we have this image in our head, guys, that, that when I get this man... I'm gonna, he's going to make me happy. All my needs are going to be met. <laughs> and that's not what that's about at all. Mm-hmm. Amen. True. Yes, very true. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to shut down. <laughs> Let me close off with Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. And that scripture 
arrested me in the early days of Restoration of Women's Virtues. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, it it's the fullness of time. Mm-hmm. All the sins of the Canaanites that caused the cup of sin to be filled are happening in today's world. Yeah. So God's going to move. He is moving all the time, but he's going to move dramatically mm-hmm. soon, I believe. Yeah. And so we want, uh, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman. So he's, he's developing the Christ within us, ladies. Mm-hmm. He's developing that aspect of the Godhead that we carry and he wants it to he wants us to get in touch with it to be aware of it he wants the men to understand their role mm-hmm. the women to understand their role i think it's interesting that there's gender dysfunction confusion and confusion yeah. in today's world yeah. when god is calling us to plainly demonstrate mm-hmm. the male and the female image of god yes and um so in the fullness of time it could be the fullness of time and God's going to demonstrate himself. And he's asking his children to fulfill the aspect of him that they carry mm-hmm. and demonstrate his power to the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so praise the Lord. <laughs> good. I get off on this and then I lose track of time. But <laughs> That's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Very good. We've got, um, we'll finish up next week to see what it's like. <laughs> we'll finish up next week to see what it's like um, without when the woman is not. Well, all you got to do is listen to the news, actually. But when the woman is not fulfilling her part. Mm-hmm. The, and I don't want to just say women, male and female sure. image of God. Mm-hmm. When people are just out of their roles. Yeah. Yeah. Out of their lanes. Not fulfilling <laughs> their part. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Yes, we're so glad you joined us. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Amen. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.